In each episode of this podcast, we'll be delving into a wide range of topics from understanding the nuances of different mortgage types to decoding the latest trends in the real estate market, as well as interviewing mortgage uh, real estate professionals. real estate a real estate agent here in the portland metro area my mission is to empower you with the knowledge and tools you need to make informed decisions when it comes to your real estate and mortgage endeavors i believe that by sharing my firsthand experiences complex concepts and featuring interviews with fellow experts we can create a community that's well equipped to thrive in today's real estate landscape Welcome everyone to the All Things PNW Real Estate Podcast. I'm here with my co-host Adam, and today as our guest, first ever guest, we have my esteemed colleague, Michael Mealy, top producer. In 2021, she closed over 200 loans. That's crazy. And so we are so lucky she spent the time with us today and very honored to have her as business partner. So as my first question... Michael, was it hard to choose U of O as your alma mater, knowing your fear of birds? <laughs> I actually went to Oregon State my first year and then transferred to U of O. Ooh, wow. I know. Um, at the time, I know I really wanted to get into sports marketing, and so I transferred to U of O because you could get a degree in that. Yeah. And then quickly, ironically, quickly and ironically, realized how much I hated economics. And go figure. That's yeah. like what our career is based out of. Econ so. one hundred one was rough. It was also charts. Um, I took it with my best friend, and it was at eight a.m. on Friday mornings. Ah. So I was like, yeah, hungover. Yeah, definitely yeah. make I think I, every week. I think I failed it like three times. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I switched over, switched my degree over, and okay. stayed at Oregon. And that's why I initially switched. Had a passion for teaching. I did. Yeah, I really wanted to be a teacher. When I graduated college in 09, I wanted to become a second grade teacher. Are you going to like make fun of me about this? Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> hey, I was, this is great. My first major was history education. Is it really? So, no, I really wanted grade, to be an elementary grade. school teacher. And then the I graduated in 09 when the economy obviously was terrible after the crash. And my dad's like, there are people on the picket lines that are teachers that aren't, like, you can't make a career out of this. Mm. And so... Good time to get me in London. I know, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> ironically, at the same time, he was a home builder. So he's like, "What are you thinking? Like, look at around at what just like we're all going through right now." But it, hey, that was fourteen years ago. Yeah, fourteen years. So, how has the industry evolved since you first started? I mean, it probably seems like a long time ago, but I mean, fourteen years. I mean, I think I I feel very great grateful. For me, it's evolved just because my career path has evolved. So I started as a, an assistant and then graduated to graduated, moved into a producer and then the sales manager role. So that is what has evolved for me. But I feel like I've been very lucky. Like obviously, it's been a rough year, but I've been fortunate where we had a really good run. So it was really like COVID was so insane. Like we were so busy. So the adapting was moving and shifting and just managing how busy we were. Um, but I feel like the market, I mean, has really only gone up since the crash in 08. Mm. Yeah. So. You've been at Fairway the whole time? No, I we moved over to Fairway. It will be five years in October. We were with another company for a really long time. I started with a really small mom and pop shop. Um, but yeah, five years, which 
It's crazy. Yeah. It seems like in this industry, there's people who jump ship or switch industries constantly. I mean, it does seem like it's just a revolving door to have longevity true. like that. Um, so I guess my, what I was kind of curious about is just kind of what drives you? What are your motivations? Let me add a flag. Okay. I can note when the when to like chop it. Okay, sorry. We always make fun of Jacob because he's always like, turn on the hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what's like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's probably just nerves. What did you say? Sorry. I said, um, like, what drives you? What what pushes you to? Why do you come in every day? Yeah. I you don't take days off. I know that. No, I actually days. just wrote like a bio. I'm working on our welcome packet where we're going to send once we have pre-approved, a borrower's pre-approved that we will, it's not going to be too loud. Um, that I'm working on a welcome packet that for once a borrower's pre-approved that we'll send out to them. And it's going to include like our why, our vision, why we do what we do, a little bit about Fairway, about our team, like the personal sides and who we are. There's going to be a huge section of like what to do in Portland if you're new to Portland restaurants, cafes, our favorite dive bars, yeah. our favorite hikes. Um, I don't hike, but you guys all do. Um, so in that, I was working on my bio and I it's hard to like talk about yourself in that sense, but I really do wake up every single day like I love my job so much and I feel like it's so cliche to say that but um I think one thing that I love about our job is it's the same process for every single borrower we go through the same exact let's just say 10 steps but every single borrower is different every single person has a different story a reason why behind the home whether they're having a baby whether they're getting married going through challenges in life like we get to be a part of that and I think every single transaction is different so it makes every single transaction a different type of puzzle so it's the same process every day but every single day is different mm-hmm. I really like that um, and then of course like starting in this industry when I was 22 um, it's really really awesome for me to help pour into our like the next generation of loan officers and this career has done so much for me and my family and to be able to provide that and help create a career for somebody else that hopefully they love as much as I do and to not feel like Sunday night you are dreading to go to work tomorrow or Sunday night or Fridays you can't wait till 5 p.m. like I feel very very lucky that I don't ever have those feelings and I feel excited to come to work yeah yeah I totally agree I mean it's interesting to I mean, this career option, I didn't even know about it. Honestly. I didn't even know what a mortgage was, really. Yeah. I mean, other than knowing what a mortgage was, I'm like, what am I getting into? Huh? Until probably like after my first real job and my first nine to five, you know, career job was for a corporation and, you know, that you get burned out pretty quickly. And there's so much of this job that's, I mean, it is kind of cyclical in that mm-hmm. it's really, really busy times and there's times where, you know, it kind of slows down and feels like, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, compared to the opposite, I mean, where you can kind of choose your schedule in a, in a way. I mean, you like we don't necessarily have to be on site mm-hmm. to close a transaction. Mm-hmm. But you can also, like, what you give into it, you'll get out of it. Yeah. And that's such a cool opportunity. It's like, if I want to work two hours a day, that will show in my paycheck. But if I want to work 20 hours a day, <laughs> like a lunatic, um, there's that opportunity too. But it yeah. just is, like, the as a working mom, the flexibility that I can take my daughter to daycare every single day. I can pick her up if she has a soccer game or a doctor's appointment. I don't ever have to miss that stuff. Yeah. Um, 
So for our, a couple of our listeners, I mean, just kind of thinking about the demographic of people who, who might be listening to this, you know, people probably going to be millennials, probably the, you know, who actually, you know, listen to the podcast and start a radio station. It'd be cool if it was. Yeah. Maybe one day. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. Radios will be. Radio. Yeah. Bring back the Live AM colors. radio. Live <laughs> yeah. color. Yeah. So say you're talking to somebody right now who's maybe early 30s, maybe late 20s, somewhere around there, who has a little bit of, you know, student debt, maybe they have decent jobs by now, and they're kind of looking to get in the market, but as we're kind of aware, the price of homes have been going up pretty steadily over the past few years. What do you tell someone who just feels like they can't really afford a home by themselves? I think anybody who thinks that they can't afford a home by themselves are listening. Like, I love my parents to death, but like that generation is definitely like, you have to have 20% down, 800 credit score. I just was telling somebody today, I don't think my dad's ever carried a balance on his credit card. Like, that's just how that generation is. And that's not a bad thing. But I think there's a big misconception there. And I think working through the pre-approval process and just even if it's two weeks out from when you're purchasing a home or two years out having a plan in place of here's what our goal needs to be and what it needs to look like. There's so many first-time homebuyer programs available that can help with down payment assistance. So I think if, I would say it's probably pretty rare unless you've damaged your credit pretty significantly that you can't necessarily afford a home. It might not be like your forever home, but getting into the market sooner than later is always good. And I think, again, if you have damaged your credit, we can help with that, too. Yeah. Yeah, the, the programs, you can talk to people that have that credit, kind of give them ideas of how to... Yeah, so we up. have a system that we can work through. If we have a credit report in place, we can pull a scenario, for lack of a better term, that will say, here's what you would need to do to get your credit score to X, Y, and Z. Here's what you would need to do to get your credit score to the next level up. Um, so it's a really, t- really nice tool to help us guide borrowers, again, if that's they're two weeks out, 30 days out, two years out, we can put that plan in place together and work on that together over that timeline. Our borrowers aren't just borrowers for the 30-day transaction. We want them to utilize us as a resource. Yeah. So, switching gears again, but you've scaled your business from, you know, the time when you started, and... I'm just curious how maybe somebody who's looking at getting into the industry or is newer into the industry, how does one scale their business in a market like this? Or is now the time to sort of just plant seeds and weather the storm? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's so much opportunity out there. I feel very, very fortunate to be in a position that I've built my business up to a point where I I believe, I hope that I'll survive this, um, where I have past client referrals, past client or past realtor relationships um but i think now there's so much more opportunity available because there's so unfortunately there's so many people that aren't going to be able to weather this storm and again like like i said earlier what you put into it you will get out of it and if you're in a position where you can grind for eight hours plus a day or you're not afraid to work evenings and weekends um i when i got i before i was in the industry before i met my husband and I always told him, like, this is my first baby, and this is a priority for me right now. And so there wasn't ever questions, like, the expectations of this, were, for me, were very, very clear. Like, this is my time where I have to grind this out. I'm going to be working weekends. I'm going to be working evenings. And that has worked out for me. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question. but <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's good. It sounds like, you know, that, yeah, I mean, what you get out is what you put in, essentially. Yeah. And, I mean, for 
this market, I mean, it's it's just like you have to put in four times the amount of effort in yeah. probably the last couple of years. And I think that there's a lot of other people out there that want to, I hate this word, but grind. Like, I think that there's a ton of people that want to fight this industry out and this term out. So I think there's a lot of other people out there that are willing to put in the work, like you guys right now. Like, you're doing all these extra unique things to differentiate, differentiate yourself, doing podcasts, like, going to open houses, doing open houses, learning new programs. There's some people that are having like this fear of the market and that's like debilitating to them. So they're not doing anything, which they're not going to be here, unfortunately. (laughs) Trying to shake it up and change it a little bit. Yeah, I love it. I'm proud of you guys. Did you have a question? I can keep going. No, I have plenty of questions. This is fun. Yeah, this is, I mean, Jamal, this is kind of like you're, I feel like in real estate for me, it's a lot of like showing the homes and then sending them to you, a loan officer, mortgage. I feel like this is kind of like where you guys, you learn more about what it takes to buy a home. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the backbone of it and where all the work comes in. Obviously, you have more questions and knowledge in the industry than I do for the lending side. I think so much of like our side is the borrowers provide their documentation up front. They're obviously we want to keep them as educated as possible, but you guys are much more hands-on with the borrower throughout the transaction where you're seeing them. They're so often like, I don't even ever meet a borrower face-to-face, especially after COVID. Um, So, so much of our side of it is behind the scenes and it just kind of goes through the process. So I I envy your guys' side a little bit because we don't, we just don't get to have the fun conversations of like look at what your Christmas could be in this house or like show us your W-2 see what credit scores look yeah. like <laughs> it's not as sexy yeah, it can be yeah there's hard sides to both there's hard sides to yeah. both but I mean definitely definitely kind of have the easier side everyone calls and complains about yeah wonder wants this oh, yeah. just trust me you're in good hands they're going to help you get through it we don't want to ask you ask the document ask for the documentation more than you don't want to give it so if we're asking for it there's a reason we're not just doing it for fun that's what i try and remind people yeah. the mortgage is so nuanced how long in your career did it take you to feel confident oh gosh that is so hard because I feel like the second that you feel like you have an understanding of a program or a guideline or how something works, the government changes it. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially like during COVID, they were changing the guidelines and eliminating guidelines like every twice a day. It was just chaos. Um, I honestly can't tell you like a specific like time, but I think unfortunately you have to learn from your mistakes in this industry. There are so many if this then that if that then this type of scenarios and again that's like the puzzle piece that I love of our job but you make mistakes unfortunately you will make mistakes and if you make that mistake you will never do it again (laughs) so hopefully you have teammates that you can kind of lean on and throw stuff off I'm super grateful I feel like our branch is super collaborative in that sense and there's not one person that you can't ask a question to um so yeah I mean branch culture is also a different aspect of I mean, I guess any industry, really. I mean, the culture of an office, but I mean, this office in particular, I feel very lucky to be a part mm-hmm. of. I mean, especially compared that makes to. Me feel happy. Yeah, especially compared to you know, you kind of look around, you know, at these different networking events, and you kind of see the who's who, and I feel like the age range of other offices tends to be a lot higher, mm-hmm. and and just the kind of feel of everyone, you know, you're obviously very approachable. Mm-hmm. I mean, for 
a huge producer. It, I'm not a huge producer. <laughs> you are no, a huge producer. You're, you're big time. You're no. very big time. Everyone knows you. Oh, geez. It's awesome. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but you never come across like, you know, you don't lead with that, which is, I think it's amazing. Well, thank but. you. No, I don't ever feel like that, but I, I feel very, very, there's so many like big dogs, especially in their, like our Tri-County area. There's so many big hitters here. Um, and I do feel like even with some of the other companies, I feel grateful, like definitely in this industry, like you said earlier, people hop and move around from companies. And I've like learned from a very early age to never burn bridges because you at networking events, I mean, you can always learn from other people and what they're doing. And if you have that relationship with those people, for the most part, I would say they're willing to share too. Mm-hmm. So I that's, feel. that's the biggest thing I've noticed in this industry. Um, it's like you build that friendship, mm-hmm. make it a friendship, then everyone's going to be more willing to come back to you and kind of tell you more like what's bugging them totally. instead of like hide it and go talk to their friend or totally. some I other think, lender and get some other info. Yes. It's so much more based on like my best referral partners have become like my closest friends and it's they trust that I will get the job done and that if there's an issue, I will let them know, but it's, this job is so hard and you're dealing with people's most personal finances, personal information. So it's a stressful transaction for the buyer and we realize that. So it helps having a teammate and a partner, real estate partner, battle through it. Definitely (laughs) try and make that team family vibe Mm -hmm. with my clients. It's what I try to do is try and make it as easy and comfortable as possible. And like I said, Jamal and I are teams. We're going to work here to, to get you guys the best deal possible mm-hmm. and make everything seem easier. For well, what's cool about it, it's like, even if, let's just say Jamal was in France for a week, like, you know, you could call me, like, there's no, there's not like this weird, I can only talk to Jamal or you can only talk to me type of situation. Like it's where we all want to help each other get to the, we want to get our buyers and homes. Yeah. So how about uh, passion projects? What oh my gosh. is your vision for some things you are passionate about? Oh my gosh. For workplace? Anything. Life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or, I well obviously our cast and blast event is mm-hmm. our like my second baby. I think yeah, cast and blast it was mortgage, cast and blast, then Mitch, then Marley. <laughs> <laughs> well we're, we're, spy, we're spider. spider. Now spider, now spider. Yeah, she's <laughs> poor girl. Yeah, poor girl. <laughs> Depends on how well behaved she is that yes. day. Yes, uh, seriously. Bath and break. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a good girl. Um, Cast and Blast is a local charity event that we throw every single year. Gosh, we were supposed to have our 10th year this year, but just kind of due to the economy, we shifted things. I think we'll have it again next year. Um, but we raise money for local veterans, a local nonprofit here called Forward Assist. Um, we've raised, gosh, I think last year we raised $86,000 for that charity. Um, it's I mean, I could rattle on about that. Could be a whole nother podcast series. It might as well. It, it might be. It actually. should be actually. We do a follow up episode. Yes, yeah, stay tuned. But it should be next summer. We're actually going to put a save the date out here shortly. Good. But with that, I mean, I think that's the AWI American Warrior Initiative is a part of that. That is a nonprofit that Fairway has, where we give service dogs back to veterans. We typically have centered charity events here locally and then we try and pair a veteran with a dog here locally even though it's a nationwide um nonprofit. but that's a really really amazing thing that fairway does um how many dogs did you guys give away last year in astoria wasn't it like 100 we, or something like that? <clears throat> no. total like awy collectively it's usually like 200 a year um i couldn't say 
this terrible in me. I should look it up. But I want to say it's like $600 or something. We should edit that out if it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> At the event, though, it was just, it was one dog. Yeah, we raised enough money for one dog. It's cool. It's like twenty k for a dog. So they're not yeah. cheap. Mm -hmm. Yes, but on our, at our event coming up, there may be a surprise dog giveaway at that event too. Maybe. September 14th. Stay tuned. Will this be out September 14th? <laughs> um, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> it depends That's on how good we are at editing. Flag. <laughs> yeah. Flag. <laughs> we should keep that in there. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> okay, it's a. Uh... September 30th, and we still haven't released this yet. Yeah. <laughs> Month later, we're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, 1.5. Okay. <laughs> so, the first one was rough. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Don't you um, have a family member in real estate? I do. Yes, my brother is in real estate. My dad actually was a home builder growing up, so I grew up on construction sites. Like, that's where the industry that I grew up in. And then my brother, I absolutely would not be anywhere without him. I feel so lucky to work alongside him, but he has been in the industry. We're 17 years apart. He's 17 years older than I, and anybody in our industry who asks us which one of us is younger is my instant enemy. But um, yes, very, very fortunate that Sean um, was working with First American Title when I got in the industry, has been on the real estate side, back in title, but huge asset for our team. Um, for our industry, I believe, yeah. like local industry, he's he's a good egg, but I'm probably a little biased. <laughs> no, he's wonderful. He's a good dude. Yeah, we'll keep him around. Yeah, somebody you can always call. Definitely, yeah, probably the friendliest guy you can meet. I know. He knows so much. He does. I mean, and if you call me, he doesn't get mad. He's like, can you just text me? I'm like, yeah. oh, we're in a generation of phone calls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but won't FaceTime. Yeah, like, no we're FaceTime. using the FaceTime. FaceTime him once. <laughs> He was reading a book. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other passion projects. I mean, do you have something that you're thinking of? No, no. I was just leaving it open-ended. I mean... I know. I definitely want to get involved in the NICU of OHSU, yeah. but involved in the OMBA, the Oregon Mortgage Bankers Association. I am on the um, board there. Yeah. Um, so I work all of the events that we have annually. So again, like very passionate about the next generation of loan officers. Like mm -hmm. you said, a lot of the networking events that we have is there's not a lot of young people in our in our yeah. local industry especially right. so the more we can bring on the better yeah because it isn't a very very well advertised uh, career oh my like. gosh and especially with the just the amount of media that real estate has i mean probably left some left over from the big crash and all of that but it's usually like if you hear the term like you say i'm in mortgage and that usually comes with a few questions mm -hmm. or a few, on purpose like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, you're spot on. Like, I didn't even know that this was a career. Like, had no idea. This was obviously not at the top of my list when I was in kindergarten yeah. at career day. I <laughs> always joke if Marley has a career day at school, I'm like, she's not going to want Mitch or I to come speak. She's like, my mom's in mortgage and my dad's in finance. Like, how boring. <laughs> but hopefully one day she'll be a little mortgage hustler. Yeah, I hope so. Next gen. Yeah, soccer player slash mortgage hustler. She Ooh. does love soccer. This might be a tough question to or answer. Golfer or golfer? It definitely a golfer. <laughs> yeah. In Mitch's dreams. Good. <laughs> we'll get it out there. Yeah. yeah. So I know the market's hard to tell, like what the future is going to look like. Being on the lending side, where what do you kind of see us? What direction do you see us going in? Oh, I mean, hopefully for the, it has to shift eventually. Um, I do think that with the student loan debt coming, all the student loans that have been to deferment through COVID coming due again in October, I think I saw a stat that there's like 90% of people aren't able to make that first payment. 
Um, so unfortunately, it, it's hard. Like it's our industry is the first to recover in a recession. We interest rates instantly drop in a recession. Not instantly. I think it was nine times out of the last ten recessions, interest rates have dropped. Um, so obviously that will be good for the housing market if that happens. There's so many people in interest rates of six and a half to eight and a half percent, depending on their credit score over the last eight years. So getting them in a position to have a lower interest rate will be huge. Um, but I do think the student loan debt situation coming up this fall will have a huge impact on the market. And I think people are scraping by now. And I think that's going to be the catalyst that push, pushes people over the edge, um, which I feel sad about. Um, I don't obviously want our economy to be in a recession, but I do feel like we have to be in a position where we can maintain rates or maintain a stable real estate market. Um, people are like, do you think we'll ever see rates in the twos and threes? And I'm like, we can't, that's also not sustainable. I think that we, there has to be a happy medium. Um, we're in this position because of that, you know, we're in there, our, the economy reacted to help us during COVID and we had really, really low interest rates. And I think that hopefully we'll meet in the middle. Yeah, I mean, especially with everyone who did a 2-1 buy-down, yeah. who's going to be pretty ready to refinance. I mean, that's a market that's, you know, very, very low these days. And with, you know, agents, real estate agents, you guys have, you know, a good amount of listings probably still popping up. And you can do both sides still. And then on the mortgage side, you know, a lot of large side of the business is, you know, still waiting to come back for, you know, for sure. I mean, the buyers that have been bought, literally just bought out of this market, when they come back into the market as rates come back down too, that, that's going to be a huge influx for you guys. I think we'll see a big boom on the refinance side. Um, but I think there'll be positivity for both sides. Obviously, if rates come down, you guys will have more access to more buyers. Um, my fears. to list. What's that? Anyone who's waiting to list. Yeah. You know, that might be Definitely a... have a few people. Really? Waiting. Why? Like, what are they expecting, know. do you think? Do you think just like fall yeah. market or... Yeah, I think their thing is going to come down. Well, I think a lot of people are probably waiting because they have to still move. Like, they, then that would require them to purchase a home at 7.5%. Yeah. So, I get that. Yeah. But, man, if I could sell right now. <laughs> yeah. I think about it. Like, once a month, I text the age of, like, should I sell? <laughs> but just like, where are we going to go? go? Yeah. Why, why am I not going to text? Jeez. We're going to edit that part out. Yeah. yeah. Flag. No, you're great. <laughs> I guess, kind of wrapping it up a little bit, but. This is great. Okay. We'll just keep going. Um, <laughs> my questions are about kind of like, you know, where the where things are going, especially with the introduction of, you know, AI, which, you know, I, I don't know a ton about that, and I know it freaks a lot of people out. But it seems like something to pay attention to, mm-hmm. as far as a tool. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily going to take people's jobs. I mean, there's a lot. It's just too much that goes into mm-hmm. what we do. But do you see that kind of becoming a part of the industry? I oh, mean, for sure. I mean, just like with anything, it's yeah. social media is not going to become a part of our industry. Of course, like right. we would. I, we work so much off of social media now, so I definitely think it's going to play a part. I have no idea. It's so over my head and so yeah. overwhelming. That's what I lean on you for. Yeah, in summer. Can you put this reel together for me? <laughs> I posted one on Instagram the other day, and they're like, "Wow, that was so great." I was like, "Summer did it." <laughs> to give credit where credit is due. Um, so I definitely think it will play a role I don't I don't think that our jobs will be replaced I think there's always going to be that need especially in such a high emotional 
transaction I think people are always going to want to have yeah. that communication even now where borrowers like only want to text and like this is a huge deal like let's meet let's talk on the phone they're like I only want to text me and I'm like okay so even that but a computer's not going to be able to replace yeah one your I should say that but I feel like the intricacies of this industry of if this then that there's there's so not gray area but there's so much um so much information that I don't think it, I mean I shouldn't say that yeah. maybe one day they will be able to generate approvals and calculate <laughs> income properly but there's so many weird details through a borrower's approval process that seems like it would be wild for yeah. that to be just auto generated yeah and it seems cool as a tool for like you know collecting data marketing marketing I mean, you know, some emails or you know they're, mm-hmm. pretty, they're getting pretty eloquent mm-hmm. at least the AI writings are I mean, well I think that they're probably more eloquent than a lot of people yeah especially our boss <laughs> 100% sound, I think we said sound like a 7th grader but yeah. it like, sounded most like him that's <laughs> a true story uh-huh. keeping that yeah you should <laughs> then we'll know if he listened or not yeah, that's true. how much do you support us this is an interesting question. So I, I was just recently first time on buyer. Choosing a lender, is it better to go with a bank loan or using a mortgage broker? Um, I think what I always tell people, I if someone's gonna come in and meet with me or talk with me on the phone and they want to shop I think that it's good for people to have a couple of conversations between lenders if that's one or two you have a referral from I don't love it when agents say here's three referrals because to me I think that shows your buyer that you don't have a ton of confidence in your lender if you're giving three referrals out um I think one agent should have their contact that they fully believe in true and true but people are going to match with different personalities um, so I get that side of it as well, but I think it's good for if your mom says this person is the best person and your cousin just had a great experience with this person, I think if you have a conversation with both of those people, you will instantly know who you feel most comfortable with and who you're going to flow with best. So if I have someone's like, I'm going to talk to somebody else, I'm like, great, I, I, I think that's smart and I think people will just match with it. And I think even if... We always want all the business, of course, but if there's going to be a transaction where they're more, I'm definitely more like rainbows and unicorns and like put smiley faces and hearts if that's not your style and you're more like black and white numbers, I only want X, Y, and Z, that might not be best for me and that might make for a poor transaction for both of us. So I think that's a hard question for me in regards to rates, fees, I think all of that is... For Fairway, I always say like we're the number one privately held mortgage lender in the United States. We wouldn't be in that position nationally if we weren't competitive with rates and fees. I think it's based off of relationships. What do you think as a first-time home buyer? I would definitely recommend going with you guys. But like in like, what is it more like relationships or fee-based? Do you think? Or... I think relationship-based because I think buying a home is one of the most stressful things you're going to go through, yeah. and you want to be able to have that relationship with a lender or realtor where you can kind of feel comfortable telling them, like, hey, I'm stressed out yeah. about this appraisal coming in. Like, yeah. What do I do? Just Or, like, it. make light of the situation. Yeah. Like, I was on a text string today, and, like, the listing was, like, this house is lime green, and they were sending photos, like, this doesn't look lime green, and it's, like, silly, like, conversations like that in a text string with your agent and your lender. All of that can just make for a less chaotic transaction. Yeah. 
So I think building that relationship, like we kind of talked about throughout the whole episode, is like really big in the real estate mm-hmm. and lending side. It's like I think it's huge for your partners, like your referral partners, your real mm-hmm. estate agents, your insurance agents, your MI reps, and your escrow team. I think, like I always say, my escrow officer is one of the biggest, most integ- ent- integral parts of our team. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Um, but also with your borrowers. I mean, that's mm-hmm. those are lifelong relationships too. Like I tell my clients, I'm like, if you have a question at 1130 at night, text me. Like, yeah. My phone will go off. If I'm up, I'll get back to you. If not, I'll get yeah. back to you first thing in the morning. Like my I number one rule is no sleepless nights. I'm like, yeah. I always would way rather you call me at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday and let me answer the phone call for five minutes and give you one ounce of stress relief than carry that and not sleep at all. Like, that's, that's there's no sense in that. It's not like a store. I don't, I don't have set hours. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> Like I said, I, I know it's stressful. I try to be there mm-hmm. 100% of the way until we close, even after. Yep. I'm going to check in every month, every two months. You're going to get annoyed with me, yeah. but I want you to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, though. Mm-hmm. That's good support. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was reading the, I mean, you hear in all the coaching classes that, you know, people choose you because they know you and they, or they like you and they trust you. It's kind of the three main things. Yep. So building those three is, is huge. Way more important than... I mean, there's definitely been borrowers where, like, this fee is 10 more dollars than this other lender. And I'm like, okay. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're not our people. but uh, or like, How about this bond program I heard of on the internet? Mm-hmm. That's always a fun one. Yeah, my dad said, <laughs> <laughs> is, is your dad a lender? <laughs> yeah. Got it. <laughs> is that, like, the web doc? It's like a lender doc? Yes. Oh, well, for sure. Google yes. this and see what That's like says. the Zillow. Zillow says my payment should be this. Like, Zillow's not even a lender. Like, <laughs> yeah. Zillow doesn't even have... Yeah, you probably have, good you They might actually might have a mortgage site now. They do. It's, it didn't go well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, like everyone's like, well, like, if I go do a listing appointment, it's like, well, Zillow told me this. I'm like, Trigger Zillow's word. probably <laughs> taking into account this eight-bedroom home right here, yeah. and yours is a fourth or two. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And everything on the internet's true. Yeah. What? You didn't know that? Yeah. yeah, Zillow has like a 1% down loan option they just came out with. A That's, loan option? Uh-huh. And I'm curious to look more into it because it sounds... It sounds fishy. Fishy. For sure. Nothing yeah. in life is free. Mm-hmm. We heard what happened with Zillow and like, bought all these homes. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> very well. true. Sorry, Zillow. Sorry, Sorry Zillow. Yeah. We're not going to, you guys aren't going to be getting any advertising yeah. from Zillow. Yes. <laughs> Maybe delete that part. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the truth, though. I feel like people need to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the percentage of business that probably comes from, you know, referrals that you can actually close on compared to Zillow and online leads. I mean, it's obviously important, you know, if you're, if you're really focusing on that, but I mean, your closing percentage, it's, I mean, talking about high value activities, you're going to get a lot more business closed from referral partners. Oh, gosh. Zillow, so. mm-hmm. I'm glad we, we went through that. Well, no. <laughs> for, now we know. Are you? <laughs> yeah. uh, still feeling the, the <laughs> feeling that. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that you're, you're, you're right there. <laughs> How do you know if you're hitting it or not? It, it pops up. It oh. says. Our editing skills are really good. We listen to the whole thing back, and then we come back again asking more questions. Perfect. Yeah. I'm here. That's why I was like, do I have to have a specific outfit on? Absolutely not. My voice won't change. My outfit would. Kind of good to be good. Well, depends on how many cocktails I've had. Mm, Apparently, yeah. my voice octave goes up after a couple <laughs> wines. <Yeah. laughs> 
Not done with you, but. Yeah. <laughs> Rude. Rum and Cokes. Is that your go-to? Yeah. Really? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Rum and Coke guy. Rum and Coke guy. Diet Coke or like Coke Regu- Zero? Regular, regular. Whoa. Yeah. It's not good for you. Sprouting your teeth out every cocktail. Yeah. Put Captain much. Morgan. Ugh. Yeah. No kidding. Well, maybe some Jack Daniels in there. Have you ever had uh, a like you call it Whiskey dirty water? Coke too. <clears throat> um, but, uh, Captain Morgan water. and root beer. <laughs> no, I'm gonna try it tonight. Thank it's you. It's good. Or Dr Pepper. Do you like Does Dr. it taste Pepper? like an orangeicle? An orangeicle? You mean creamsicle? Creamsicle. Are they not called Wormsicles? No, nope, they're Creamsicles. <laughs> I'm like, what's an orange? I'm all going to have desserts when you was a kid. <laughs> no, I really didn't. I was like, Mom chopped up the co-op. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. This is why you look good. Yeah, this is why you're skinny. That's why you have a six-pack. Shredded. Shredded. I did this last weekend. I ate a lot. I drank a lot. It's good. It's good for you every once in a while. You'll mm-hmm. run it off tonight. <laughs> <laughs> What else? This is fun. Plenty of things. Um, Talk about everything. Who else are you guys going to have on here? Like, who else? Is it going to be realtors? Other lenders? Oh, yeah. We have a whole list. We've got... Realtors, lenders, An appraiser would be good. Appraiser. Um, we got an inspector. Inspector. Uh, the guy from... Do you know um, Cheryl? She does like, Crow? Um, <laughs> she does all of our, like, staging for our listings. Oh. So no. she, we're going to talk to her, like, how, like, rearranging your home. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna aim for like attorneys. That um, that guy who does the affordable housing. Um, uh, the Portland have, Coalition. Yeah, uh, that would be an interesting like conversation to have just about what the the thought process is on where Portland's at. You know, P and W podcast. What the <laughs> sentiment is, if it's recoverable. I mean, marketability mm-hmm. probably has a big and uh, and. I think Portland was rated like I don't remember who ran it. it. Was like rated one of the top fifteen best cities in the nation. It was like who's making this list? Yeah. <laughs> Although it is funny. I mean, if you Portland. look at the crime statistics, like yeah, it does seem bad. But if you compare it to like some cities on the East Coast, it's like it's it's not that bad. In There's comparison. only people doing meth and heroin here. It's not good. It's not in fentanyl, but it's not good. We're not murdering each other. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of murder. Yeah, there's a little bit of There's a little bit of murder. There's quite a bit of murder. Yeah, there's some murder. Just, once it gets dark, just stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> don't let your kids go on their front lawn by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> don't go to the waterfront right now. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> just don't go downtown. Don't go downtown. Don't go to the waterfront. Don't go... It's so sad. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of really great suburbs of Brown. I have a yeah. love-hate relationship with it. There's okay. parts of it that I really love. And I really appreciate it. And the food is insane. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the food is good. But you have to travel down there to have the food. Yeah. Well. Especially when you have a three-year-old, you're like, that feels hard. Ooh, yeah. So soak it up while you gain. <laughs> I'm trying. I don't have a three-year-old yet. Yeah. You got married, by the way. Congratulations. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Speaking of kids. <laughs> that is so wild. That's so fun. I've known one other person that's done that before. Really? Mm-hmm. I've actually never heard of anybody doing it. Yeah. And it was my mom's idea. That is so fun. Surprise. Yeah, surprise. That's amazing. I got surprised engaged and you got surprised married. Yeah, you, I surprised feel like most engaged. engagements are surprises. Well, I didn't tell anybody. Oh, yeah, you didn't tell anybody. I remember me. Uh, I was like, what the heck? You didn't even tell me. Did you tell your fiance? 
Uh, I mean, no. I told her. We were working together, and like the next weekend, you're like, I'm engaged. We're like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) We're going through life together. Yeah, I kind of decided it was time, and then planned it like two weeks later. So I was like, hey, free weekend. We're gonna go on a trip, and I'm not gonna tell you where. And uh, yeah, she's like, okay. And then it worked. Not the Rockaway, yeah. Uh, Not Rockaway. No, uh, ca- um, Oceanside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Rosanna. Yeah. Uh, I was looking for the, uh, the octopus Rosanna. tree, so I was like, "Oh, there's a really cool tree up there. I should do it under that tree." And I couldn't find the tree, and there was okay, a lighthouse, and I was like, "Close enough." <laughs> <laughs> same, same. Did she get mad at you? Like she didn't know. Yeah. Not like mad towards like how dare you? But she like, had an idea. She could. I mean, when I woke up that morning, I put on, like, a nice outfit, and she was, like, and told her we're going on a hike, and she was, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you to do, like, literally just blow your cover by yeah. putting on a nice outfit. I, got her, like, her... I asked Liz to marry me in our bedroom. Oh. Um, I told her to get out of the bed. I'm like, I, I, I was, like, hey, come downstairs. I got something for you. Don't want she didn't want to come out. She was working in bed. I went out there. I'm, like, you got to get out, out of bed. Yeah, of there, was there, like, an occasion? Like, was it your anniversary or yeah. Valentine's Day? Just, like, a casual Tuesday? You're, I mean, like, get out of bed. April 29th. So I kind of chose that because two is my favorite number and nine is my favorite number. So we kind of. That's thoughtful. That's adorable. And I flew her sister. I won't tell you about my proposal. (laughs) You know, you have to. Yeah, you you can't bring it up. It's like actually really sad. I was in the hospital. Mitch had like went to go. We were going to supposed to go to Bellingham, and he had this entire proposal planned out. Yeah, like you're supposed to, like there's going to be someone special in our life at like each location that we had spent time up in Bellingham. Like he had this huge, well thought out plan. And then the day he went to go pick up the ring, I was admitted to the hospital for like six days, and so we couldn't go to Bellingham for Christmas, and totally obviously ruined his plan. And he had the like, ring in his pocket when he came to see me in the ER, and he's like freaking out like some degenerate's gonna steal my ring out of my pocket <laughs> and anyways I was in the hospital for like six more days and then it was Christmas Eve and he was like this is not what I had planned but like I gotta do it now I guess so <laughs> he did at my parents house which was still sweet but I like literally got out of the hospital after six days so I like didn't have makeup on like so all of our photos I'm just like haggard as shit <laughs> like it was I think we realized like the whole importance of marriage at night but is not looking beautiful for your proposal photos, but words of wisdom. Yeah, right. you get it here first. Yeah, as I'm always like. Did you guys know this is a relationship? <laughs> yeah. Podcast yeah. Yeah. Come to us for your relationship yeah. advice. Or real estate advice. advice. Yeah. Real estate for sure. And it says all things. Yeah. PNW. All true. things. You're right. Except for don't go to Adam Green recipes unless you're in college and they get like whiskey cokes. <laughs> rum and coke. I, make, rum and coke. I make a good cocktail. I got, I got the good. Is it like, hard? Really? I, I just I, for some reason the ratios are rum and coke. I make a mean rum and coke. Okay, you know what? Next podcast, I'm gonna do something. Okay, okay. Prove it. Prove it. Can I come? Sure. Yeah. You should have done that right now. Yeah. You're drinking coffee yet? That's not four o'clock. But I probably oh. I was. I need a little pick me up. Okay, I've got one one last question to close this out. <gasps> What would be a hot tip for a first-time home buyer or any home buyer? A hot tip for a first-time buyer, I think for sure, would be to get pre-approved. I 
we will always work on very quick pre-approvals if there's a situation where a borrower wants to get pre-approved within an hour and then submit an offer like we will always take those on but ideally having at least a couple of days buffer in there so we can put you in the best position possible if there's anything we can do to repair your credit if there's anything we can do to put you in the best financial position having at least a minute to do that is preferred and I think in your best interest as a buyer Again, we will always handle those quick transactions, but I think ideally if you want to be in the best position possible, having at least at least two weeks with your lender to work through the pre-approval process is ideal. But again, we will work on the quick ones too. <laughs> Please be prepared, people. Yes, for sure. I think it's ideally. important. Well, Michael, you have made it through our first <gasps> podcast. I survived. It's my first podcast. Did we break each other's cherries? I, I don't so. think I should say that. Podcast cherry. Podcast, Podcast cherry. cherry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that next time we got to have those fancy microphones. We will. They don't have the notepad. Oh, I'm